I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hauntings is a Frightfully Good production. The USS Arizona was a battleship built for the United States Navy in around 1915. The ship was named in honour of the 48th state. The Arizona sank during the Japanese attack on the naval base at Pearl Harbor in Hawaii on December 7, 1941. More than 1,170 crewmen were killed. The Arizona is commemorated by a concrete memorial that spans the wreckage. Almost 2 million people visit the memorial each year. Some of the people who come to visit are also interested to know if the ship is haunted in a place that is marked by death, pain and the horrors of war, it is little wonder that those many who come to pay their respects can feel the souls of the past reaching out to them. But whether paranormal or not, there is a feeling that permeates the air year round, making Pearl Harbour historic sites a worthwhile visit if you are lucky enough to be able to head to Hawaii. Hi, I'm Renata. Hi, and I'm Anne. And in this week's episode of the True Hauntings podcast, we will share with you some of the stories we have discovered about the ghosts that haunt the USS Arizona Memorial. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. Hello, Anne. Welcome back to the studio. Oh, no. You know, I put my phone on silent and it's still still going because it's the husband calling. Why do the husbands always call when we're in the middle of recording a podcast? Because they know. They, they know. know. Now, Renata, I have to say you're sounding very sexy today. Oh, yes. <laughs> 
Are you from the Slytherin household <laughs> of Harry Sly- Potter? Slytherin household. <laughs> yes, I am. If people um, are hearing a slight difference in my voice, there is a reason for that, um, which I won't go into in great detail, or because we've we've yeah we've done this for so many other places. She's lost to, a tooth. I've just lost a bloody tooth. I've lost a tooth, and it's a very front one as well. So she can't say S. And she can't say V. V was a good one, I found. No, V's fine. It's a TH. Oh, the TH. The TH, yes. Say thoughts? No. Um, (laughs) And and the thing is that uh, nothing happens... Quickly here in Australia, so um, unless well, I was, this time of the year, yeah, unless I was quite rich, uh, which I'm not. Um, that that I, word I could, was rich, not witch. Rich. Uh, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> there could have been a, a different scenario, but instead, I am now being made to wait at least three weeks, if not more, for a replacement. Mm. So you will have yeah. to, you'll have to hear the lisp. For a few more episodes um, before <laughs> it just gets worse. <laughs> I don't concentrate on it; it's fine. But if I do, it just gets worse. And this is like dangling a carrot in front of me. I'm just oh. like I'm listening to you, and I'm trying to be very good. Oh, you are. <laughs> oh this is like yeah. Yeah, do you know what it is? It's because everyone's using their health benefits before it runs out mm. at the end of the year. So All right. everyone's got their allowances from health funds and you're not in a health fund. Um, they are cramming in as many of their freebies as yes. they can yeah. before yeah. the year's out. So yeah. the the poor old poor people are made to <laughs> yep. wait yep. until they've got time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, we'll be starting to go fund me for another <laughs> teeth. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, look, and you know, if you are on benefits, if you're um, someone who cannot have enough money to have any dental work done, one of the things in Australia is that dental work isn't really covered by anything because, you know, hey, why fix your teeth? You just puree your food. You don't need teeth. But, you know, the weight for anyone who wants work done is anything between a year and two years. Mm. So... You know, you're, and we can't do that because we're we're in the public eye. We're doing concerts and and shows, and we've got one coming up next Tuesday. She's oh. going to wear a mask. <laughs> yes. Anyway, she'll feel confident enough to get up on stage yes. because when you lose a front tooth, you do tend to little look a little like a bogan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that people are bogan; it's just that they just. It's- yeah, well, a lot of those people can't afford to get their teeth well, just fixed. Just tell everyone so you've had careful. tetanus and they had to knock a tooth out so it could feed you. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I've, I've had a, a a ritual. I've been involved in a ritual. Oh, is that what it is? And now I am part of the Illuminati. <laughs> you left your tooth in New Zealand. <laughs> I, I am part of the Illuminati now, so, you know, um, that's But that's speaking story. of which, we are back from New Zealand. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the Illuminati. No, no, thought, we you are know back. something I don't? <laughs> No, I segue in a different direction. Um, so we're back from our trip to New Zealand. It was fabulous. You lost your tooth on the second last day. I did. True to Anne and Renata's misadventures. Mm-hmm. There's always something that goes wrong. Yep. Uh, not that we're inviting the universe to have things go wrong. And really, as as things go on in the scheme of the universe, this is not 
a bad thing. No, no. I've had my fair deal of things going wrong at the moment, so much so that I did say to you earlier that I'm going to go home and sage. Yeah, go smudge. I'm going to smudge the shit out of everything because, yeah. Oh, there goes the rating on this episode. I I, I think there are some gremlins in the works. Yes, you've had things moving around the house too. I I have, and I've had things being blocked. Literally. Oh, poop. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. So, but New Zealand was fabulous. We met up with the Hags girls. They gave us a beautiful gift, which we are still in awe of yes. and probably will be for the rest of our lives. Yes. Um, you can listen to that on the Diary of a Ghost Hunter podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the moment, we are stressing out about the, uh, the Butterfield Ghost Granny show mm-hmm. that is on next Tuesday night and trying to, to – it's – getting bigger than Ben-Hur and uh, we are frantically organising. Oh, And I big had... shout out to Emmy and thank you for all the work you're doing yes, in the background. I had no idea. Um, I did, but maybe I, I, my brain just shut down and said, don't think about it, um, how much organisation yeah. is As required. we were having a meeting this morning, I was watching you shrivel up on the chair, <laughs> getting smaller and smaller, going, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this. And it's, I said, it's okay, I'll make you another cup of coffee. All was good. Yes. Anyway. All right, let's get on let's with it. Let's get on with it. Long she rusted, a memorial to a forgotten war and a forgotten age. The superstructure had been removed long before and only her rusted hull remained. Only one turret remained intact. The old ship sat completely underwater except for a few small areas of the ship which just barely poked out of the water. The battleship Arizona slept. Her hull was completely mangled by the explosions which had destroyed her in 1941 and time had steadily eroded what remained. She had been forgotten and almost abandoned. The white platform which had been erected above her only echoed with only the sporadic sounds of human feet. Most people in the latter part of the 21st century just seemed to want to forget about the past. Maybe that is what's doomed then. Stories were told that the ship was haunted, and it was true that many had died within her hulls. The last body had been laid to rest almost a hundred years previously. One day, storm clouds appeared, and witch fire came from the sky. The rifts had come, and the world would never be the same. Lightning hit the rusted hulk over and over. The hull was wrapped in blue fire crackling with blinding intensity. Something woke up. After over a century and a half, the hull pulled itself from the deep mud. The white platform above the old ship shattered and sunk to the bottom. As the rusted hull slowly pulled itself to the surface, water poured from hundreds of cracks. A loud creaking could be heard as the hull straightened out, and the hull became whole for the first time in over a century and a half. Cracks became whole, and years of rust seemed to simply fade. Black smoke exhaust came from where once the battleship's funnel sat. The acrid smoke wrapped itself around the deck of the old battleship like a lover. 
The smoke seemed to take a like of its own and appeared to form turrets where the ship's turrets had sat before the Arizona's death. The dark smoke seemed to form the superstructure and stack of the old battleship. If anyone had been observing, they might have remarked at the illusion of the smoke. The smoke slowly darkened until it appears to be solid steel again. The Arizona was whole again. A ghost-like figure appeared on the bridge of the old battleship. He was dressed in the uniform of a naval captain from the time which the old battleship had been lost. The captain had come back to take command. A second figure appeared next to the captain. This ghost figure was dressed in the uniform of a rear admiral. He passed the deck as if he was looking for something he had dropped. More and more shadowy figures appeared. The music from a band could be heard coming from inside the ship. Two ghost crew members mopped the deck while the bosun yelled at them. Vibration could be felt from deep within the hull. On the mast, a flag with 13 stripes in red and white with a dark blue rectangle with 48 stars. The Arizona was alive once again. Wow. I told you I found a good one. That was spooky ass. That was fabulous. This was... um, I I was actually visualising that in my head. Yeah. As you were reading that. It was from K-I-T-S-U-N-E-S-D-E-N dot X-Y-Z. Riffs, riffs, earth vehicles, ghost vehicles, ghost USS Arizona. Arizona. And I think what it is, is this is part of a game. Oh, okay. And this person is a gamer. Okay. So I don't know whether this USS Arizona um, is part of a game. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is a story this person has created around it, or mm-hmm. whether it's the story in the game. Oh, pardon me, hiccups. But I found it and I went, oh, it's so f- no, full of no facts whatsoever, but it was fabulous. Yes. And it goes on. There, There's more. They talk about the coming of the rift and the stories of ghost ships sailing the ocean's world. The most famous, famous of these ghost ships is the USS Arizona. Yeah. So I loved it. I thought that was fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um uh, they talked about the uh, figure in the admiral's uniform constantly pacing their deck as if he is looking for something. Some historians have looked into the history of the vessel and discovered that an admiral kid died on board the Arizona. His academy ring was later discovered and they considered him to be looking for his ring. A speculation is that if the ring could be found, the possessor of the ring could command the ship. So far, no one has been able to find the ring or even knows if it survived. So the hypothesis has not been able to be tested. Mm-hmm. So that to me sounds like it's a um, <clears throat> uh, a game instruction that you have to find the Admiral's ring yeah. to begin yeah. the adventure. Yeah, yeah. But what a great soundscape. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, over to you now. Okay, well, um, I can't beat that at the moment. Um, I know, right. And... You know, when when you look into this, I mean, this is not part of our history. This no. Is, this is part of um, 
America's history. Uh, everyone who deals with this and knows this story um, you know, has, has their view on how deeply it uh, sinks into their heart, how, how deeply connected they are. So it's horrific. Um, I'm going to try and do my best to do as little about it as possible because, oh, again, it's, it's, not, it's not my story to tell. And look, I think it's taught in the American education system and those of our American listeners that are, are listening, is this a story that is taught? Mm. Um, it's briefly touched on in Australia, not... Not a lot. Not no, a lot. No. Uh, but as you said, it's it's the USA history. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, all of those ships, and we've watched the movies. Let's, yeah. let's face it, we've watched the movies with Ben Affleck and all of that, talking about right. Pearl Harbour and, and whatever. And uh, I know that they're dramatised, but <coughs> it really puts you in this sense that these ships were sitting ducks when the Japanese... Um, well, this was the declaration of war yeah. on America and they weren't expecting it at all. Yes. Not even slightly. Yes, yeah. Uh, I, I have no idea how how horrendous this must have been. And to think that this is only a moment in time during war... It, yeah, those, those people who declare war really have... A, a terrible conscience to have to live with, to put so much destruction and, and so much death upon the people of their countries. And it's I, just I know, terrible. I've mentioned this before about a school play I did or yeah. I saw where um, that they uh, there was two countries that were about to declare war on each other and... Um, the, somebody broke in, the, the revolutionists broke in and said, yeah, it's okay if you want to declare war and commit your countries and thousands of people to dying, mm-hmm. you take your own lives first and then we'll get going. Yeah. And they yeah. wouldn't do it. No. No, absolutely. And all of a sudden they found ways to heal things. Yeah. Mm. I wonder if we put that into practice now, whether mm. um, it might help mm. in the current situation. Yes, so many current situations. But anyway... The USS Arizona was first commissioned in 1916, so it's quite a, a long That's, time ago. Yeah, yeah, so it was commissioned around the First World War. Yes, uh, so and the vessel remained stateside during World War One. Now she did time in 1919 during the Greco-Turkish War because the Americans had um, a some connections with that so she served time there and then two years later she was transferred to the Pacific Fleet and that's where she would serve out the rest of her career until you know she was bombed beyond being able to be salvaged. The splinters. Yeah now an interesting fact that I found was that in 1934 she actually appeared in a film yes. starring James Cagney and the movie was Here Comes the Navy. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it was a bit of a, um, a lark. It was a bit of a, a comedy type of oh, I don't thing. know. It sort of sounds like on the buses to me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that it is still available to be seen in black and white. And I think if I throw my memory back far enough, I, I may have seen one or two bits of it somewhere. Oh, you probably saw the premiere. Yeah, yeah I probably did. Now, in um, April 1940, the Pacific's fleet home port was moved from California to Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. 
Yep, and on December 7th, 1941, the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor and therefore Arizona, the Arizona, and it was hit by several air-dropped armor-piercing bombs. So it was, let's create the most destruction we can in the shortest period of time that we can. Now, the main hit to the vessel was caused by a detonation of an explosive-filled magazine which sank the battleship. And as you mentioned before in the opening, 1,177 of its officers and crewmen lost their lives during this attack. Now, 1,000, 1,000... Think back, people, to the last time you were in a crowd where there were 1,000 people. Just next time you go to the um, a shopping centre or, or, or a mall or something and picture 1,000 people around you and think about that number being killed yeah. just in one particular spot on board this vessel. That's all. Yeah, because there was a few vessels that were hit. Oh, oh, absolutely. Now, in saying that, many of the other ships were attacked on that day. It was only the Arizona that was damaged so badly that really it could not be salvaged. And you, you know why it was so badly damaged? The day before, they had filled it to the brim yes, with oil pe- yes. and or petrol and um, ammunition. Yes, yes. So it was like a powder keg. Yep, yep. Now, the shipwreck still lies at the bottom of Pearl Harbor beneath the USS Arizona Memorial. And it's dedicated to all of those who died during the attack. And the memorial, the memorial is built across the ship's remains. So it kind of, from from up above, um, if you look at drone photos, it looks like a cross. Yeah. Which is, yeah, really interesting. Now, the Arizona sank in about 40 feet or 12 metres of water. And uh, originally there were some parts of the ship that were submerged. And the ship continued to burn for more than two days. Yeah. Now, they they tried to retrieve as many bodies as they possibly could uh, from the vessel as soon as it was safe to do so. Remember, it was war. War was on. Yeah. And they tried to get in there and they tried to take as many bodies out as they could. But they they think that probably there are more than 900 entombed in the ship's wreckage. Now, 1,170-odd died. Yeah. 900 remain. Yeah. That's, like, massive. Yeah. Absolutely massive. Now, in early 1942, the Arizona was finally deemed a total loss. And unlike the other vessels that sank at Pearl Harbor, it was not to be raised. It was left where it was. Um, And over the next couple of years, there were various battleship parts that were taken and salvaged and reused in the war effort as the the war went on. Uh, But it, it sort of was going to be left. It was never going to come back up again or serve. So the ship was symbolically recommissioned in 1950 um, because it was uh, originally deleted from the Navy's register register in late 1942. So it was kind of symbolically brought in, back into commission in the 1950s. Now, in 1958... Legislation approved the creation of a memorial for the Arizona, but there was no federal money 
for its construction. So you know who got in on the act? I do. A hunk, a hunk, a burn and love. <laughs> and in 19, I think love this is. Tender, I think this is awesome. In 1961, Elvis Presley did a benefit concert at Pearl Harbour. Because he'd just finished serving two years in service himself. So it was close to his heart. And um, construction began and uh, it was completed two years later. And on May the 30th, 1962, the memorial was officially dedicated. Bless you, Mr. Presley. He raised, I think, $50,000, which was about 10% of the cost of the memorial, but it was enough to be able to get it going. Yeah. How gorgeous is that? I know. That's just, that's good karma, that. That is good karma. Now, just a couple of interesting facts that I found, um, because, you know, we're kind of talking to uh, about something that is very, very well known. And so I'm not going to go into the history of, you know, what the the vessel was made up of and how many, you know, um, guns and things it had, because, I mean, that's something that you can look up if that's of interest to you. Just a few really remarkable facts about the USS Arizona. Now, it obviously she she honors the survivors, uh, and of course there were people who survived this, mm-hmm. and some of them have actually chosen to be placed back with their comrades on the vessel, mm-hmm. and so. It was made possible for those that uh, were cremated to have their ashes buried um, amongst the sunken Arizona's gun turrets. Yes. Isn't that beautiful? And it's a big ceremony. They've got the divers that go down and they, they take it and place it with the other. I just think that is the most amazing thing yeah. to to go back to your yep. comrades and uh, lay with them. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. And some people are scattered over the water over the ship, but yeah. some are um, put yeah. down. Now, um, the last one to do that. So 44 Arizona survivors have chosen to do that. Uh, the last one was Lauren Brunner. And that was in September 2019. Uh, And there are no other plans for any other survivors. There are two survivors left at... uh, in 2022, they did mark down that there were two survivors left and they have chosen to uh, be buried uh, elsewhere. And I think other naval people can also be buried in that area. Oh, okay. Uh, it, mm-hmm. I just I was watching a documentary and I, I remember that they said something about that as well. Yeah, I love the fact that in your soundscape that you mentioned that the ship was sleeping. Yeah. Oh, that was just a, a beautiful sentiment. Now, the days before the attack, as you said, the USS Arizona Arizona took on a full load of fuel, which was nearly 1.5 million gallons. That's a huge amount. Lordy me. Now, a lot of that fuel helped to ignite that big explosion and, of course, the subsequent fires that really destroyed uh, the vessel. But some of the fuel still seeps out of the wreckage Mm -hmm. to this day. There's still a lot of fuel down there. Yeah. They say that about nine quarts of oil go into the harbour every day. And if you look at aerial shots, you can actually see the glistening slick. Yes. And they they call this the Tears of the Arizona yeah. or Black Tears. Black Tears. Oh, my gosh. 
I would probably, if I walked onto that platform, I would probably just melt in a heap. Yeah. I would just start crying because yeah. I've I've been emotional reading this and putting this together the whole time. Yeah, I haven't been able to put my funny hat on for yeah. this one at all. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's just so profound. Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now... Another thing, during the First World War, families went to war. Fathers, brothers, uncles, they all went to war. Mm -hmm. And many of them requested to go onto the same battlefields and the same ships. Yes. And I just, oh. Yes. (laughs) And so, and so. Hold it together until the story. There were 37 documented pairs or trios of brothers that were deployed aboard the USS Arizona. 62 of these 77 men were slain, and that included 23 sets of brothers. So those families were shattered. Mm, Yes. Now, only one complete set of brothers, Kenneth and Russell Warriner, survived the assault and Kenneth was away at flight school in San Diego on the day of the attack and Russell was severely injured but recovered. Thomas Augusta Free and his son William Thomas Free, the ship's sole father and son combination were both killed in combat. Yeah. Uh, how do you go and like and what I read about this was that they made a thing after that to say that 
no whole family members were to go on board yeah, they... uh, and fight together, that they, they were to be split up so that this tragedy would not occur. They would have more of a chance. But really kind of it wasn't set in stone. Yeah. Really nothing was done about it, even though they kind of said, oh, that would be a good idea. Nothing was really done about it. This is just, it's bizarre what is allowed to happen when these things are occurring. It's like like all humanity just gets wiped off the table. We don't worry about anything. Let's just send these people in. Yeah. It's just horrendous. And um, I'm just going to finish on this, which is at the time of its service, the USS Arizona was the biggest ship in the world, measuring roughly 608 feet or 184.2 metres in length. Mm -hmm. Apparently it was very ungainly too because of the the towers were very top heavy, so it it wallowed. You would Mm. not cope well at all with your seasickness. Mm. Mm. Okay, I'm going to hand it over to you. Yeah, there was another little thing too about the name of the ship. Mm-hmm. It was actually going to be called something else mm. after another state. Yes. Uh, but yes. The, that was when they had some commander in charge. And then another highfalutin commander came on board and um, he hustled to have the ship named Arizona because mm-hmm. his daughter's name was Arizona. Um, and he got, he won. He got what he wanted. And... Now that's tainted the name Arizona, hasn't it? Mm. Wow. Anyway, that I mean, it's neither here or there. I just thought that was an interesting little yes. trivia note. Yep, another um, little fact. Yeah, there was also uh, a um, fueling ship that was tied up to the Arizona. And when they saw what was happening with the Arizona, because it went down really quickly, mm-hmm. they um, scrabbled to cut the line. So they weren't pulled down with the Arizona. Mm-hmm. And there were three men that were on a tower screaming for help from the Arizona saying, save us, save us. And there was one man, one seaman on the the, the smaller ship that said, um, we've got to save them. I'll throw a rope across. And the, their commander said, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Let's just save ourselves. Mm-hmm. He went against the, the rules and he threw the rope across. They cut the lines, but they threw the, the rope across and those men climbed across. One of them had uh, injuries to his legs and 70% burns to his body. <gasps> And he still crawled across oh, and was saved. My God! Um, that particular um, uh, navy man, because I don't want to say the other word, because mm-hmm. I said it and I didn't giggle. I did well. Mm-hmm. Um, was given a an award mm-hmm. for bravery, mm-hmm. um, but or he was given some sort of award, but he was never given a medal mm-hmm. because he went against the the rules. The rules. He didn't follow the the instructions given mm-hmm. and there's been a big uh hoo-ha to get him his medal even though he's no longer with us he should they want to get him the medal because yes. he he was very brave to do that and save those three men yeah wow okay so can we not do things attached to war please it's too, well i did have another one you turned your nose up but that oh, after i'd done all the research for it it's too heartbreaking yeah it's i know just, all right oh. well we'll go back to scotland next week shall we uh, anyway go ahead <laughs> well, but, i mean we should have probably done a trigger warning before we started this yeah. one um but look we'll go on to the ghost now mm-hmm. we'll be a little bit more light-hearted with the ghosts yes. maybe yeah. so sadly 
this the 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 people that died there did not go peacefully. It was horrific, yeah, and it happened really quickly. But it that makes it perfect for a haunting, which is horrible. Uh, but yeah. my friend Jen actually went and visited uh, the Pearl Harbor mm-hmm. exhibit and. She was going to attempt to do an EVP session over there, bless her. Um, but she said that when she got there, she couldn't. Mm. It was just... Mm. And they don't like people doing anything like that on the... the they're very protective. Yes. They don't want it to be about ghost hunting. Yes. And yep. she said it was just so profound. She couldn't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it it is ripe for a haunting yep. because it's a huge tragedy. People died unexpectedly. Um, some of them may not have even had the chance to know they were under attack mm-hmm. and they've died quickly. Hopefully for their sake, they've died quickly. As they say, though, the whole area has this sense yep. of foreboding and as if um, the energies are still there, yeah. not just the Arizona. Yeah. Mm. Um, so one of the ghosts I'm going to talk about is supposed to be a guilt-ridden officer. So he keeps trying to come back to his station on the USS Arizona. Apparently he's wandered off for some insignificant reason to go and check on something. He left his post. Mm-hmm. So he didn't notice that the uh, the aircraft were coming in. He wasn't near his post to be able to raise the alarm. So he has this guilt attached to it and keeps coming back Uh it says here, so this is from CB Museum. Uh, another ghost often inspires more fear. One of the sailors who abandoned his post during the bombings allegedly haunts the deck of the ship at low tides, in fire, inspiring fear and sadness into visitors at the memorial. Others just describe him as, as an officer. Uh, there is sort of more... Uh, there's, there's some that just go on to give a beautiful description. Um, the officer died in the blast that killed the ship and sent her to the shallow bottom of the harbour. The unfortunate guilt-ridden man now haunts the ship, walking the deck at low tide and looking out near the flagpole. He haunts the wreck at night and is seen in the dim light of dawn. They say that when you take pictures at the moment... A monument, sorry. Many times odd things happen on the film. Orbs appear on the film. God. (laughs) Um, There are foggy spots. mm -hmm. And every once in a while, a misty shadow is seen lurking in the background of the photograph. That's from whatwhenhow.com. Can you see any of the vessel? Like, it's talking about low tide. Does any of the vessel come up? I don't know if it comes above the water, but you can definitely see it. Because it's not very deep Mm. at all. Uh, now, they also talk about Ford Island, mm-hmm. right? So that's where they are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the residents quite often will hear phantom voices and footsteps in their homes, as well as objects being moved, lights and electronics that turn on and off by themselves, and dark shadows that walk about aimlessly, only to vanish when approached. Now, there is also the airstrip that is attached to all of this has a reputation uh, as visitors often report a real sense of panic and a strange glowing mist that floats above. Mm. Mm. Now, I actually have another story that I stumbled across mm-hmm. about um, a phantom bomber okay. that appeared the day after the bombing of the Arizona, which mm-hmm. I'll see if we get time to get to it. Uh, I have 
uh, the the well known ghost that is there is Charlie. So Charlie uh, is apparently a little bit mischievous. I'm just checking through my notes to see if I had any more bits about Charlie. Uh, he's the most popular, well known one, and uh, been well documented as well. Uh, and if something goes wrong, the officers, because they've still got naval station there, um, say, that's just Charlie. Uh, their water faucets, or taps as we like to call them in Australia, turn themselves on. Radios have been turned on. Their station switched. Heavy doors have been observed to swing back and forth slowly. Um, also jangling of keys and loud footsteps in empty hallways. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Anything that goes wrong, oh, it's just Charlie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of those... Um, I think if you did something wrong and you didn't want to own up to it, you could just go, oh, yeah, that was Charlie. Charlie. Poor Charlie gets blamed for everything. Now, the memorial itself is supposed to be one of the most haunted spots. Uh, and I'm not I'm not sure how haunted it is. Um, they, they say that people, when they walk on there, they can feel the, the dread and... Um, the terror and they've, it's all feelings. Yeah. Which uh, to uh, me, I think, is knowing the history and what happened at that location. It's you being empathetic towards what yes. happened. I don't know if it's yeah. necessarily ghosts, but yeah, you, you don't know. I'm sure anyone who was a psychic or a medium like yourself would walk onto there and just crumble into a heap. Mm. Because I think that sort of event tends to imprint itself mm-hmm. onto a location. Now, I I want to also mention an Australian family captured a fabulous photo. Oh, yes. Yeah, hang on. I'm going to show it to Renata. And, of course, my computer had gone to sleep, so I just had to wake it up. But uh, they took this photo from the memorial, an Australian family. Um, Susan Duvani and her family said, the face appeared in the shimmering oil in the water above the wrecked ship. Uh, And they didn't realise what they had taken a photo of until they went back and had a look at it. And they said that it's a ghostly figure in the water looking very sad and young. And it, it's, it does. It does. It does. It's one of if that's pareidolia, that is one of the most amazing yeah. pareidolia shots I've ever seen. We'll get M to pop that picture up, but you can clearly see where the eyes are, yeah. the nose, yeah. the mouth, the mouth. And it looks like, open. The mouth looks open, like it's in a a whale. Or yeah, a, and it's a almost a like cry. their face is melting. Yeah. Uh, wow. And like down to the eyeballs and the uh, pupils. Yeah. And like the sockets of the eye, it's like it's it's melting. I love that photo, but um, I mean, very sad, the story attached to it, but what a great photo. Um, yeah, so that's that one. I'm just going on scanning my notes to see what I've got to go to next. Uh, all right, we've got time for the Phantom Plane. Oh, please do. Oh, yes. you'll like the Phantom Plane. Now, I'm going to read this to you. And this came from a site that I now can't find. Skiptoid. Skiptoid listeners. Uh, so... It was December of 1942, a year and a day after the Japanese sneak attack that launched the United States into World War II. The American Navy was on guard at Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. Published accounts say that radar contact was made with an incoming aircraft and fearing another attack, fighter planes were scrambled to intercept it. 
but instead of an attacking Japanese bomber, they encountered a ghost fighter, a pre-war American aircraft shot to pieces with its pilot apparently dead at the controls. It lost altitude and crashed in a field, but rescue crews found no trace of the pilot's body. It is said to be one of the strangest mysteries of the war. And there's more details about it there. Um, but this is one of these urban legends that's become fact. Oh, really? <sighs> yeah, look, there was a, a Colonel Robert Lee Scott who wrote some books. He wrote an autobiography called God is My Co-Pilot, which became a Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what that one is. He then went on and wrote a second book, which was a collection of fictional stories inspired by people or places or tall tales from the wall. And its name was Damned to Glory. The first chapter was called Ghost Pilot. All right. Now, let me let me read the, a little bit from this book and you tell me what you think. The cockpit had been nearly shot away. The fuselage was a sieve. The right aileron was gone and one wing seemed shorter than the other where a part of it had been blasted off. Then as Hampshire moved close beneath the unknown plane, he noticed that it had no wheels. And I have to mention in the other story, they did say that it had no uh, landing gear. Uh, The deep wells into which the wheels were supposed to fit uh, when retracted were empty. Enemy bullets could have couldn't have done that it had never had wheels the pilot apparently already dead his head slumped forward and they followed him down to where the plane crashed and burned Uh, then it goes on to say that they found the wreck um, and they scavenged and they couldn't find the body so does that sound Mm. like the other one yeah well it's Basically, it's an urban legend on the internet that turns out to be a fictional work of an author. It has been told, retold, copied, pasted, abridged and distorted, and it finds its way onto unexplained mystery websites where it's taken seriously. Yeah. So it becomes a truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's terrifying to think that's what happens. Mm. (sighs) So, yeah, I, I love how those stories pop up. Anyway, on to... The wrap up, and I know this has been a shorter episode, but it's been a very heart wrenching episode. Mm. And it, it has to be an episode that is dealt with great respect, mm-hmm. um, and we don't want to dishonour uh, the, the the memory of all of those beautiful souls yeah. that lost their lives here. So we've been very, very particular and careful. Yeah. Now, the, just to wrap up. Some say that this ship was cursed from the very start. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? You did mention it beforehand. No, I haven't. Oh, you haven't? No. So it's nothing to do with the name? No. Okay. Uh, when this ship was launched, it was in the middle of the prohibition where you weren't allowed to have alcohol. Mm-hmm. And the tradition is that when you christen a ship, you're supposed to crack a bottle of champagne or wine or spirits over the hull. Yeah to christen it and send it off into the water. So you're going cheers to the ship. Yeah. Here's to your good health and yep. good luck. Well, because they weren't allowed to have alcohol, they cracked a bottle of water over the hull uh-huh. with a lovely young lady. Uh-huh. And it was the politically correct move at the time, 
But you know how superstitious the old mm-hmm. sailors are? They, are? they knew that it was not going to be a good thing and that um, they weren't happy at all that tradition was not followed. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the ship was cursed. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's very sad that... You know, that oil's still leaking and they're they're saying it's going to one day that ship will rust right through and all of that oil will come forth very quickly and it could be quite catastrophic Mm. to the ocean life around it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for me to think that it is still bleeding its life force or as they say, the the black tears of of what happened there and... It, it breaks my heart. Yeah, it's it's a terrible reminder um, of what we can do to each other. And my dad served in the navy. Mm-hmm. He was—I uh, can't remember which ship he was on—but I, I look at that and I think of my dad mm-hmm. and how easily that could have been him. Mm. He was actually over near um, Japan, Hiroshima, when they dropped the bomb. Was he? Yeah, he wasn't that far away from it all. So he would have got some of the after effects from that. And I know he's in a group um, with a lot of the old old salts, Simon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not allowed to laugh. Uh, where many of them have died from yeah. cancer. Yeah. But we don't know. Is it because of the bomb or is it just because of our lifestyle now that that, that's happening? I don't know, but I'm just glad. He's still with us. He's turning 90 next year. He's a cantankerous old bastard, but I love him to death. Mm, So... Any final thoughts, Renata? Hmm. I'm not going to. I'm not going to answer the question about whether it's haunted or not. Um, It's it's haunted because of this tragedy of war that should never be allowed to happen. Yeah. But we do. We do it time and time and time again. I'd say it's haunting. It's very haunting. haunting. But it's, it's and I, I would say that there would be souls that are lingering yeah. around, but that's not what we're concentrating yeah. on this time. Yeah, yeah. And we will post that beautiful photo up um, because it is something that is, if you haven't seen it before, it is, it's worth seeing it. Yeah, Renata, would you go and visit this site? I would, as as much as it is a tragic place, um, uh, I would pay my respects. And I just saw a photo where there is a bit of the ship sticking above the water, so that answers your question mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I would go visit too. I would actually love to go and visit. I would mm. love to go and pay my respects. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that brings us to the end of this week's episode of the True Hauntings podcast. Please, if you've enjoyed our episode, leave a review. Uh, if you haven't, don't. <laughs> Please share it around with your friends. We are trying to grow our audience uh, so we can keep doing what we're doing. If you'd like to support the work that we do become a grand poo bar on our patreon page just search for patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n and look up Anne and renata and you'll find us there we thank those grand poo bars parastalkers and the paranormal supporters for their um, contributions to keep us going guys we'll see you next time on the dark side stay spooky and, and be, remember be frightfully good bye bye Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, 
Follow at Ann and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.annandrenata.com.